So will Russia walk into Ukraine this week? That's the question. The latest reporting says, uh, yeah, this is this is happening. There's a U.S. intelligence assessment, according to NBC News, that found the troop losses for Ukraine could be as high as 25,000 killed or wounded, while the Russians could lose as many as 10,000 troops. But that's predicated on an idea. That's predicated on the idea that the, the Ukrainian military will fight. Now, I'm not saying that they won't. What I haven't is is a full understanding of if they would. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It is so good to be with you. Everything at TonyKatz.com. Uh, and uh, can I tell you that, that I was gone for a couple days and missed Jeff Zucker being pushed out of CNN? Uh, I'll, I'll, never, I'll never live it down. I can never leave again. I can never leave again. Like, to have missed that story, I will get into it because Brian Stelter and Chris Wallace are weeping. And honestly, their their tears are delicious. Their tears are delicious. Like candy are their tears. Will the Ukrainians fight for Ukraine? Or will they say, you know what? It's a half of Ukraine that has a lot of people who ethnically tie themselves to Russia. Le- leave it be. Leave it be, which would be a crazy thing to hear. But it, it, it is possible. So will we see the movement? Uh, the answer is yes, and you could see it during the Olympics. The opening ceremonies have come and gone. Putin w- was out there for the opening ceremonies. Ukraine comes out. He kind of He's kind of dozing off. Oh, good Lord. Well, here we are. Here we are. This can happen. According to officials, the Russian military is at 70% of the Ukraine military buildup, meaning they have assembled at least 70% of the military firepower it likely intends to have in place. They expect to do this within the next week. Everything they would need for a full-scale invasion and takeover. I mean, full control. Either that or it's all bluff. Either that or it's all a bluff. And we don't know. He's there talking uh, with people. People are trying to make deals and people are, are, are uh, you know, trying to figure out whether or not he, he's going to do this or not. Is it all a bluff? And you got you to go in, in the room and make the deal. No one else was in the room where it happened, the room where it happened, the room where it happened. So the United States is still talking, trying to get to a deal. Well, what 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 deal can be made? Is it the United States' responsibility to keep Russia out of Ukraine? There's a legitimate question to ask about what's in it for us. And there are things in it for us. The less expansionist Russia is, the better off we are. The less power they have through through land and other things, the better off we are. The less they can spread their level of hegemony. I mean, yes, they'll eventually have to deal with China when China decides to turn on them. That's going to happen. It's just not going to happen today because right now you might as well work together to be able to take on us. 
We're the thing in the way. We're the impediment. We're the thing keeping China from getting Taiwan. We're the thing keeping uh, Russia uh, from from uh, getting uh, Ukraine or maybe anything else that that it wants. I mean, we just, we, we we know this to be true. So we're going to see how this plays out. I have not found myself uh, in a place where I'm like, yeah, we should uh, be in this fight. I am not so sure. But something got said the other day on this show from Noah Rothman. I don't agree with everything he said. But he said two things that I thought were extremely important. Uh, he, he first uh, talked uh, about the idea of of a bluff. You have to call a bluff. If Russia is going to say we're going to invade and you just sit there, well, then Russia wasn't bluffing. They did the thing. They invade. You got to call a bluff to see if it is indeed a bluff. And then uh, he said uh, deterrence, war is not deterrence. Deterrence prevents a war. Once you're in a war, the deterrence didn't work. I think those are two solid, solid points. But the idea of having to engage militarily, he does not have me there. I have not, I am not yet in on that argument. And then I came across this story about housing markets, and I was in Florida for for a, a few days, and I, I, I'm trust me, I'm not thinking about moving uh, to, to to Florida. There's no part of me. That's moving to Florida. I know myself. I lived uh, in Florida for 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 a long while on two different occasions. I'm good. And vacationing in Florida is not the same lifestyle. There I am. I'm having a cigar. I'm overlooking the water. It's gorgeous. That's not the everyday. So you can't you can't do it like that. So I'm not thinking of that. But the story came over about these are the hot markets where they expect home values are going to appreciate at a faster rate than the rest of the nation. And that's, is it the top? So the top two are Florida and three of the top 10 are Florida. So should I do 10 to one? Should we count it down? Because Texas did uh, only got two of the 10. So Austin is 10th and Orlando is 9th. Phoenix is number eight. What I find interesting about the Phoenix conversation, I, I I went to school at Arizona State. I happen to love Arizona. Love, love, love Arizona. I love the fact that people are willing to move to a place where they can't even guarantee water. If it wasn't for the fight they have over the Colorado River, water would be a serious issue. And people are still willing to go. Atlanta was number seven. It is the capital of the South. Which is I often make, you know, for, for, for where I live in Indianapolis, I make the argument that that Indianapolis should be pushing itself to be the capital of the Midwest. Make that claim. But it's hard to do when Nashville is number six. This, this, the, the, look, there's a leadership issue at play here. Your city may have this issue uh, as well, right? I think Atlanta uh, feels that. You know, on weekends, uh, this show is heard on WSB in, in, in Atlanta and I think they'll tell you they got issues. There are counties and areas that would love to get out of being part of India, uh, of, of Atlanta. Isn't Buckhead trying to sue 
to be its own city and not be a part of Atlanta? Because they, okay, you 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 take our money, you, you, you and and we don't we don't get anything out of it. We don't get anything out of it at all. So Nashville six, Charlotte is number five, San Antonio's number four, and Raleigh is number three, and number two and number one, Jacksonville and Tampa. These are are the hottest markets. The question before us is, with interest rates going up, exactly how long is a hot market a hot market? With interest rates growing, and that means house prices are also going to go up. Or I should I should say that no no house prices have gone up now the interest rates going to go up now house prices are going to fall. Does the hot market change? Or does that not change because everyone's dealing with the same type of, of issues and people just want to go where they want to go? Why Tampa? I lived in Tampa twice in my life. I'm good. Lovely city, just not my city. Still have some friends in Tampa, met my wife in Tampa. So, you know, I got that out of it. Just never my, never my city. So I'm not sure why that over a Fort Lauderdale or over uh, over Orlando or, or or even Jacksonville. You know, I'm not not 100% sure about why that is. And I'm not sure whether or not these are going to continue to be uh, the hot markets. But you'll notice uh, no cold places on the list. None. So the cold places need to be much, much more aggressive in getting people to show up. This list is extremely important for people uh, like Indiana, Minnesota, places that want to grow, places throughout Ohio that want to grow, that want to build, but uh, you've got natural things you have to deal with. And one of the natural things is people like to be warm. So you got to have other things uh, you got to offer. You better be able to offer. I, fo- I follow that stuff. Curious about that stuff. Uh, then, uh, speaking of the cold weather, this happened in New Jersey. A place called Lakewood. I actually grew up not too far from Lakewood. I grew up in Middletown, New Jersey. And the video shows a snowplow worker. As you know, it was massive snow everywhere. everywhere. I, I was in Florida. I didn't feel it. Massive snow everywhere from Texas all the way up through, through New Jersey. And there are a couple of guys working a snowplow. And in Lakewood, there's a very large Orthodox Jewish community, right? Uh, the, the, you see the hair down near the, near the cheeks and curls. That's called payas. And in the suits, always wearing a, a kippah or a yarmulke, a head covering, um, things like that. And uh, there's two people walking, clearly uh, Orthodox Jews. And so the plow worked to position the snow so it would slam up on these two people walking. The guy who did it got fired. So this guy sees them, hits them with the snow, and then on the video, which someone posted, and they're laughing about it, he says, this one's for you, JC. I I have to assume JC um, means Jesus Christ. I'm only guessing... Look, I'm no expert. I'm only guessing that's what it means. That's that's just a messed up guy. Yeah, he got fired. 
You know, if he hadn't shot the video, no one would even know. Someone would have complained. They would be like, oh, I guess I didn't see them, and that'd be it. There's nothing greater than when the fools show it to you, you know, who they are. Now, was this an act of anti-Semitism? I'm going to argue no. This is just a schmuck. I mean, a really, really, really large schmuck doing schmucky things because that's what schmucks do. There's a difference. I don't know. Maybe I'll learn more about them, and it was. Just some people are fools. The best part is they show themselves as fools. Meanwhile, Jeff Zucker's out at CNN, but Jonah Goldberg's in. That story up next. I'm Tony Katz.